right, welcome to the Mouse Pals podcast. I'm Jeff, and I'm here with my pals, Mike and Anthony. Hey, everybody. I'm Mike. This is Anthony. This is a 30-minute podcast about all talk about Disney parks and properties, and we're bringing the news and deep dive into the most interesting Disney topics. You know, uh, Andrew usually is my co-host, but he's not here today, but we wanted to bring you some very important news, so here's the news. All right, everybody. The biggest news we're talking about is Disney relaxing their face masks. And I brought in Mike and Anthony just to talk about, I mean, this is a big, this is a big update, right, guys? Yeah, I think it's huge. Yeah, I mean, it was only a matter of time. I feel like this was just, you know, with all the news around the CDC, this was just bound to happen from Disney. Yeah, and to fill you, you all in upon the news is that no face masks are necessary. You can if you want uh, while you're outside. However, if you're indoors, say, uh, in restaurants and Disney transportation and even inside uh, ride queues, you need to be wearing a mask. Now, reports have said that there has been a strict enforcement of the mask wearing inside, including line queues. And it also, uh, reading a post online saying that Disney cast members actually kicked out guests for not wearing their masks more than once. So it's something that Disney's still very serious about enforcing, which is good, right? Yeah, I think as long as it's a rule, they should be enforcing it. I actually was at Disney sitting at a table, and when they had started enforcing that you had to wear your mask unless you were eating or actually drinking, and I did not have mine on, and I got yelled at for that. Yeah, that's that happened to me too. I think it's kind of silly when you're especially stationary. Um, maybe they want to have you like have a feed bag on. That would be the best thing for you to keep a mask on while eating, but... Yeah. You know, they got to draw the line somewhere, right? It's efficient. Yeah. We're going to get we're going to talk about more about that later, but let me just give you some other news everyone is that along with the mask relaxing of the masks, lift they're also lifting beyond the 35% capacity at the parks. Now, we're not really sure what percentage they're going to lift it to, but my guess is is that it's probably 50% or more and I, I don't know. Probably, I would say 50% or more. I think this is relatively good news. Obviously, they're getting back uh, trending towards being normal. Uh, it won't be as great walking around the parks with uh, more people, but I think it's certainly good news for Disney. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, now with all, they're going to be expanding food and wine. Now they're increasing park loads. I mean, when I, I went in December and, you know, I kind of say, I, I don't think, I mean, it was as uncomfortable it was to wear a mask during December mm-hmm. in Florida. I cannot imagine wearing a mask during the hotter days that we've been to food and wine, you know, where it's like 90 plus and wearing a mask. There's just no way I could do it. So I'm kind of glad that they're doing it now as they go into the summer months and, you know, as, you know, immunization increases. Yeah. I, I mean, a year ago, I had reported that I actually got a temperature of over 100.4. I didn't have Corona. And probably one of the reasons why I actually have that over 100.4, they didn't tell me my actual temperature, but I wore a KN95 mask, multi-layer mask 
from the parking lot, I guess, when they reopen in July or August. I think they opened in July. might have went in August. And I walked all the way from the parking lot to the temperature check, and they flagged me down, which was Oof. a little rough and concerning, obviously, because this is still a couple months into the pandemic, and there's obviously a splurge or a surge, really. But I had actually sat down for several minutes, maybe about two, three minutes, and drank some water, and then I was just fine. But yeah, Anthony and Mike, it's you can't be wearing masks and expect to have a temperature check or to be fine when you're outside wearing a mask. It's in a hundred degree weather or hundred degree index weather. Yeah, I've worried about that every time we've gone especially when we were running to the park to make the new Star Wars ride. I was very yeah. worried that we were going to be over temperature. It hasn't happened to us yet, thankfully. Yeah, same here. With that one time where we made it within one minute, actually probably within the minute to uh, Star Wars Rise of Resistance, we ran, and man, I, it was a close call, I think. It was probably like 100 degrees. Yeah, it was totally worth that run, though. Yeah, it sure was. It was, it was fun. It was fun, especially when knowing you had to use the bathroom. And you're waiting for us. Yeah. <laughs> and the ambulance ride is equally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we also got some good news is that it was reported that Disney cast members, 80% of them actually returned. Where were they? I guess sitting and collecting the unemployment check, I hope. But I, I don't know. I don't know where these people are. It'd be good to find out if there's any listeners out here that are cast members would like to know what you did uh, when you were not actively employed in the park. Yeah. And again, this is nothing but good news, obviously, for all those people, because who knows what they've been doing. But it's great to be able to get back to work and get back to Disney. It's obviously still unfortunate for the other 20 percent, but 80 percent is certainly better than what it had been at. Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully that gets up 100 percent and some. Some of the things that I really missed were uh, all the musicians, which I think is one of, usually one of the first things to go, which is sad. Because, I mean, Disney is entertainment. And it was a Yeehaw Bob and the symphony, the orchestra at the Grand Floridian is something I miss. And I hope they bring back very soon. Speaking of uh, employment news, the Palmas Restaurant Group that runs a lot of the Mexican restaurants at the Mexico Pavilion at Epcot. They also run Frontera Casino and Disney Springs. Um, are, is offering a thousand dollar sign-up bonus for chefs. That's fantastic. I mean, I hope that that attracts really good chefs to this restaurant. Yeah, absolutely. I want I want some good Mexican food. They always have, pull out good quality food there, and I'm ex- I'm excited to have some high quality chefs there. Kill Bobby Flay, front in line. <laughs> First in line trying to get a job. Isn't it? <laughs> It'd be even better if they turned him away and said he wasn't good enough. <laughs> Sorry, you're not you're not from Mexico. We need to maintain all that's right. Tex Mex doesn't count, Bobby. Poor Skip Bayless at Frontera. <laughs> now were there a lot of the did you guys experience a lot of the indoor dining at the parks closed? Or limited? Because one of the things that I think I'm looking forward to, you know, when in terms of the chefs being back, actually more dining options while the park i had a hard time at magic kingdom getting any like anything to pick up food well i hope they really bring back i mean this is not exactly indoor dining it's actually very very little indoor dining but casey's corner one of our favorite places to get a hot dog not open yet as we speak as of may 19th we're recording this podcast 
but yeah, I mean, we want to get inside, do some sci-fi dining, and I know the social distance takes up a lot of space in there, and it's hard to get a lot of reservations to begin with, but it's even harder, granted that COVID's still going on. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to when they start opening all that up, because that's part of the whole Disney experience. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when we go to Epcot, the sake place that we like going into, uh, all the way in the back there, that place is closed. Ugh. Yeah, that was interesting because every single other thing in that place was open except for the sake counter, if I'm remembering correctly. That's exactly right, which is one of the things we like going to. And going to the line outside of the sake hut between in the middle of the pavilion that was uh, that was a longer line than waiting for Rise of the Res- I mean, waiting for Millennium Falcon on opening day. Yeah, it was <laughs> it, it was crazy, and and it's just it's just not the same experience. At least for our group that goes all the time, it's our tradition to go inside and get the sake. So I'm, that's is. definitely something I'm looking forward to. Yeah, same here. So the tequila bar remains open, but the sake bar is closed. There must be some sort of logistical thing. I know each and every pavilion hires out people from the country. See well, that or discrimination, Jeff? I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. But you know, there's uh, there's other people working at the Jap- Japanese pavilion. As Mike pointed out, why can't they open up the sake place? It's, it seems to me some sort of COVID-related thing, but I. Uh, with the relaxing of these restrictions, I hope they bring it back. Um, some other updates about relaxing of the COVID restrictions is that Disney had changed social distancing from six feet to three feet. Not that anyone really follows that anyway in line or anywhere. And they also removed plexiglass from a lot of the rides, uh, including the rise of the resistance. Yeah. I'm happy about them removing the plexiglass. That'll, I mean, that ride was still fantastic, but ha- yeah. removing any obstructions for uh, any in any of the rides is a great thing for uh, everybody on them. I got to be honest, though, the social distancing, I don't mind them having uh, more feet in between you being suggested. Um, I think it, I think it made for a decent experience going through the lines and going everywhere else, but Obviously, they have to ease up on that at some point. Yeah, I mean, every once in a while, I mean, we'll get into this discussion later, but having the social distancing was really nice because every once in a while, some kid or even grown adult would bump into me every time the line moved, which was yeah, exactly. rather annoying. And I'm sure a lot of other people have been through the same. Yeah, like those guys in the carts. They, they, they definitely don't know how to socially distance. <laughs> that's for sure i think one of the reasons why they reduced the amount of speed was because of you anthony of running into people so thank you anthony for increasing that social distancing for sure i do what i can man the people <laughs> all right we're gonna get into our deep dive today we have a list of questions that disney gave out in a survey we want to talk about that along with the relaxation of the virus restrictions so Let's start off with the first question. Um, these are actually questions given to annual pass holders. And one of the first question was, did I enjoy being a pass holder? And for me, I have always enjoyed being a pass holder. I can go to Disney whenever I want. Granted, recently you have to get reservations and it's harder for, I think, 
annual pass holders get reservations, especially within a couple of days or on the weekend. But hopefully with uh, the increasing of capacity, that thing will pretty much be a non-issue. What do you guys think? Yeah, I agree with you, Jeff. I, I've We've been a pass holder for a long time now, and we've enjoyed it for the most part. During the pandemic, though, the reservation setup did bother me a little bit because we have a pass so that we can show up at any time we want. Obviously, this had to be done because of COVID, but it made it very difficult because we're not the type of people to plan out our Disney vacations way in advance. Um, So it made it very hard for us to get there. But overall, having the option to go to all the parks at Disney whenever you want is such a great benefit. Yeah, I just hope that they don't keep this around moving forward, you know, mm-hmm. for I don't know if there's been, you know, to what extent the rumors are true that they may keep it to some extent. But, you know, for me, it's like, you know, like you said, you know, making a trip to Disney, you used to be very spontaneous. You can just do it. And that was the luxury of being a pass holder. Yeah. But, you know, then if you want to, you know, your plans because of weather, you know, like you don't want to go to Animal Kingdom during the pouring rain, but you can just or to another park that you'd be more inside like Epcot you couldn't even do that you know so it really kind of handcuffed you to sw- switch in your reservations if if something happened like uh, one of the days we actually uh, scheduled to go to Animal Kingdom and one of the animals got loose so they shut down the park then what are you doing you're stuck you're stuck with your reservation you can't swap and go to another park and again like you said it's mostly in part due to but you would hope that they don't keep this around going forward. Yeah, I share your sentiments there, Mike and Anthony. Uh, it has been hard, especially for someone that has been an annual pass holder for so long. We will have we have those spontaneous trips, and doing that during COVID, um, even to this day, has been it's been kind of hard. But overall, I, I think we both. I mean, we all enjoy being a pass holder yeah for sure I, I like that anthony had a jurassic park moment at animal kingdom <laughs> no i never even got there i told i i was wishing i was there when it when it happened but I, I didn't even get there yet i was on i was on the the disney magic bus or express mickey's express and then that's when we found out and i had to wait another 20 minutes to come back oh boy that was less than fun oh actually it wasn't even a mickey magic express it was like one that they rented out so it was like some some contractor bus driver who had no personality so yeah that was terrible Joikes. that's crazy and that's one of the things about having the reservation system hopefully they'll get rid of that soon i mean what are you gonna do that's i wanted to ask you that jeff have you heard anything about what they're doing with the reservation system i mean there's rumors is that the reservation system is going to go until the end of the year um, but there's also rumors that very small amount from what I read on the, on the internets is that they'll get rid of it within the next couple months. So I, I don't know what they plan on doing. Um, you know, every day there's, there's updates, there's more news and we'll just have to see, but hopefully with the, the park attendance system is going to be not much of a problem with the upping of the capacity limits, especially uh, up until December, because usually that's kind of the slower season. I know a lot of people come during the summer, but in the fall, up until, say, November, that's when they need more people in. And by, I guess maybe by the time that comes around November, the, 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 the virus will be almost dead and gone or, or not much of an issue to get rid of the reservation system. Just in time for all the specialty events like 
um, Mickey's not so scary, you know, Halloween. And yeah, granted, you have those come back. I know we talked about earlier, they have a a not so scary light and maybe have to do uh, that with uh, the Christmas or the holiday reservations and the holiday theming ones. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. That will obviously be limited capacity anyway. Now, Disney talked about some other things as during the pandemic, the, the safety protocols, uh, the different hours, the reservation system, the no fast passes, all those things. What were your thoughts about it? Let's, let's start with uh, the safety protocols. Were you guys satisfied with the safety that Disney took at the parks? I was satisfied with it. And I, I'm really, although I just complained about the reservation system, I'm, I'm very appreciative of what they did do. I don't think, and I've heard you guys talk about it on the podcast, I don't think there are any reports that anybody got sick from going to Disney, despite there being thousands of people there. Yeah. So I think it really worked, whatever, uh, all the things that they put into place. Um, so I was a fan of it and still am. Yeah, of all the places that I went, I don't think I felt as safe from being infected from Corona as I did at Disney. Disney, I mean, what, seeing the people walk around and measures they took to keep things sanitized and clean and people away from each other, especially, you know, indoor pavilions. I mean, they, they definitely did everything they could to stay open, still maintain that Disney magic, but, you know, keeping us safe. So it was, I didn't have no problem with that. I thought they did great. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Two youths is that, you know, some of the systems I, I've complained about, but they do it for a reason. And I felt I felt really safer going to the parks than I felt going to the supermarket. I said that a long time ago. I still say it to this day. Yeah, I agree with you. Is probably one of the safer places to be if you're going to be outside of your own home. And I was very happy with what Disney did when it came to safety protocols. And that included, you know, different hours. They had a reduced amount of hours. They had a reduced obviously have a reservation system, uh, no fast passes so they can try to get people in certain places not being open. We talked about that earlier in the podcast. It, they all did it for a good reason. And it, we, we can't really fault them for that because I didn't get sick there. I've got tested for coronavirus and I never had, I, I could have been asymptomatic between, between trips, but I, I haven't passed it on to anybody that I knew. And you know, I felt I felt okay going to Disney and understand where they're coming from with all the safety protocols. Yeah, I, I agree. And I'm they did a lot like closing down places and all that. And maybe they went farther than they had to, but it kept everybody safe. So I, I can't see arguing with it too much. The only complaint I had is not a Disney park or attraction, but going to Disney Springs. That was a nightmare. Like trying to get into the actual disney springs i must have stood in line for i don't know like close to an hour 45 minutes just to get you know my temperature checked and and screened to go in i mean that was terrible so i don't know if they had you know maybe they only had one point of entry so it was too much like a bottleneck effect but that was that was probably the worst disney experience and i think they could have done a better better job so i'm not going to be sad that that's gone going away Oh, that's interesting. I didn't even know that that was happening. I guess we haven't gone to Disney Springs during that. Are they still doing it? Well, we actually did. I was actually going to mention the story that uh, you uh, and Alex, your new wife there, congratulations again for our podcast listeners that haven't listened in. Thanks. Um, and <laughs> yeah, she's, probably, she's probably jealous that she's not on here right now. 
she could be on here if you want. She'll run in here now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was going to say the story between Mike and Alex, newlyweds. They were on our podcast earlier on the Jeopardy program. So congratulations to them. And but we went there to Disney Springs. And that was, I don't know if it's because we couldn't get into one of the parks, which I believe one of the times we couldn't get into one of the parks. We couldn't get into Epcot or something like that. And one of the days we ended up going to Disney Springs. But we didn't realize that one of the garages, well, only one garage was open. Oh, that's right. I remember that now because I drove by it like five times. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, Mike, no, no, you should go here. And the girls were like, no, no, you have to go one place. And yeah. then we ended up parking at a spare parking lot next to the gas station across the street. Drizzles knows that. Who knows what happened to your car? But I didn't care because it wasn't my car. Exactly. We went, we went and we were just fine. But it took – we went over one of the bridges. It happened to be only for cast members only. We had to walk around there. So I think it might have taken us maybe an hour and a half to get into the Disney Springs and maybe an hour later a reservation. You're right. Oh. It was a nightmare. And maybe I don't remember it taking that long to actually get into it because it had it was so late by the time we had actually gotten to Disney Springs, like walking in there, that there was not that big of a line, I don't think. Yeah, I, I just hope and I, I hope that they opened their garage, all their garages, because that was really a pain. Everyone loves there's no capacity of women at Disney Springs, not that I know of. So they just got to open back up, open it back up. They also mentioned the survey also mentioned are we members of other parks? And we used to be Universal Studios, Universal pass holders. That probably had to do with maybe them trying to figure out why we're not at Disney. We obviously reduced the times that we have gone to Disney in 2020 versus the times we've gone in previous years. But we actually didn't really go to Universal, I think, at all during 2020. Yeah. And I wonder if they're trying to see if how loyal you are to them as opposed to other parks uh, we were we've never been pass holders at um any other parks i think if maybe we live closer we would be um but i th assume that that's what they were trying to get at if you'd been a member at a park before and if you stayed loyal to them and if you stayed loyal to disney yeah and that i guess it was up with that follow-up question or the question that came up right after it is that are you members of disney vacation club or tables wonderland or any sort of other program and we're not DVC members. I don't think any of you guys are too. But we should also be Tables of, Tables of Wonderland members. And we had a great deal until they started limiting a lot of the restaurants. So did, are, did they allow you to not renew being a member of that? And if you ha decide to renew again after the pandemic when everything opens? Are well, right, you gonna... now, right now they're not opening up Tables of Wonderland to new members. We actually stopped our Tables of Wonderland before the pandemic hit. Okay. We don't know if we were whether we're able to renew, but uh, it's something that we're looking forward to in the future, the Tables of Wonderland, which we like go to a lot of the different restaurants now that hopefully they haven't uh, put on their exemption, exempted list. Right. So let's let's talk about the face mask. We're, what are we going to miss about some of the things like such as face masks and social distancing? I don't think I'll miss anything with face masks. Having to wear them, as we talked about, was just a pain. Uh, it was understood, and I get why we did it, but mm -hmm. I certainly won't miss that. But the social distancing and the limits on people have been 
once you're in the park have kind of been great because it was just us and our friends and and you know you didn't have to deal with this massive crowd of people granted that goes along with having to go through the reservation system which again i keep complaining about so i can't have it both ways i agree the only downside is more people going in so that's that's really it for me but you know i guess we've been there when it's full capacity and we've we've pushed through it it's not always been you know pleasurable dealing with all the other people but it's always great when we have our own people so we'll make the best of it yeah i'm not going to miss the mace the I'm not going to miss the face mask in general. I'm going to miss that some people should they, they be wearing face you? masks. <laughs> <Yeah>. They maced you? <laughs> they made me. During yeah. COVID? Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. It's unbelievable. Some people should definitely be wearing face masks. I like. I mean, sometimes I should be wearing a face mask depending on what I have for lunch. But Great in reality, point. I like... It's really a pain wearing the face mask. We've all been there. Everyone knows, uh, especially when you're wearing it for several hours. You're not going to go to the park and wear a face mask for 30 minutes. You're going to be look. You're going to have some ears hurt. You can have your face sore and have lines across it. It's annoying wearing a face mask. I'm not going to miss it for the most part. Um, as far as social distancing, I wish there should be like some sort of culture that everyone just stays three feet apart at minimum, unless they're in your party. But again, I'm not going to miss that. So they overall, didn't enforce social distancing in the bathrooms. No, <laughs> not when that, not when, not when we're there. They never seem to. <laughs> I think it's highly encouraged, yeah. <laughs> at least by one of them in our party. <laughs> Maybe one or two. I feel like that should be edited out. We'll put that in the bloopers. <laughs> or you can leave it in. Yeah, I'm going to put it in the bloopers. <laughs> I think that's it. You guys have any closing comments or thoughts? I think thanks for having me on the podcast. I enjoy talking about all of it. And I'm looking forward to Disney starting to get back to normal. But hopefully people will just continue to socially distance. <laughs> no, I like, like Mike said, definitely, you know, happy to be back on the podcast. Can't wait to do that live giveaway where you're giving away an annual pass. That is that is not happening. <laughs> not happening for the record. No, but definitely looking forward to getting back out there. Maybe we can do a live podcast one day from the park. So that'll be fun. Yeah, I think uh, I think we might have one coming up in the future. That's for sure. That's something we'd love to do and uh, would like to plan something. That'd be uh, awesome. But thanks, guys. I really appreciate you coming. You all come in and really guest hosting with me there, Mike and Anthony, coming in and sharing your thoughts about this major news that's happening and um, that's going to forever affect Disney going down the line. And that's it, folks. We appreciate you listening in. Please rate us. Uh, find us on social media. Find us on Instagram. Find us on Twitter. Uh, we have a Facebook. Andrew, who's not here, He's doing a universal podcast. Yeah, he's yeah, he's doing a podcast we don't know about. And supposedly we have a Facebook according to Andrew, but he's never shared it with me, so I don't know. Find us on Facebook. So maybe there's a lot of comments that we're missing out. I doubt it. But please rate us. Uh, we appreciate you all listening to this this very big news. Take care, everybody. Mm-hmm.